This is Sabbath Moods, one hour of inspirational music and a message from the Word of God. With me, Pastor Erickson Fabian from the Rockingham Seventh-day Adventist Church in Western Australia. Thank you for tuning in today to Faith FM, and I hope that what I share with you on this broadcast today, both in terms of music and the spoken word, will be a blessing to you. And if it is, then let someone else know about this broadcast so that they too can share in the blessing. Welcome again, and stay tuned to the very end. Today, I'll be sharing with you a message entitled, What's the Point? But to get us started, let's listen to a beautiful song of worship entitled, Where Your Glory Dwells.
Great song, don't you agree? Welcome back, and let's pray together. Dear God, we are often disturbed by the horrible things happening in today's world, and we long for a place or an experience of peace, of safety, and security and hope. We thank you that there is such a place, and that there is such an experience, that there is such a sanctuary, and it's in your presence where your glory dwells. May we draw closer to you, Lord, so that as the storms of life rage around us, we will not be overwhelmed. We will not be swept away. We will not lose hope. We will not give in to despair. We will remain firmly grounded on the solid rock through the meaning to life that we have found in knowing you, God, and Jesus Christ, whom you sent. May today's broadcast remind us of these truths and may it motivate us to seek and experience the true meaning of life. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
This is Sabbath Moods from the Rockingham Seventh-day Adventist Church with Pastor Erickson Fabian. Hardly a week goes by without hearing about or seeing images of violent scenes in places near and far. Just a few days ago, gunmen attacked a mosque in Egypt, killing over 300 worshippers. You would not imagine, would you, that people would attack others who have gathered together for worship? It's unimaginable. But it also happened just a few weeks ago, although in a different way, in America. This time, a lone gunman shot and killed some 26 people, among them children, in a Texas church. Horrifying events often cause us to sit up and to take note, and to ask, what's going on? Or what's next? Where is all this heading? One look at our planet shows a state of life that seems to be spiraling downward. We're getting smarter. We're discovering more and inventing so much more, but life isn't getting better. Now, I'm not just referring to the horrific violent scenes such as those I described earlier that are being played out, if we can use such a term, on an almost daily basis. No, we're talking about the pollution, for example, the smog-filled atmosphere creating health problems for people in places like Mumbai and Beijing. We're talking about the depletion of the ozone layer and about the warming of the atmospheric temperatures, and as a result, the melting of polar ice, the increase in sea levels, the warming of Earth's oceans, the bleaching of corals, and so on and so on. We're also describing a list of natural disasters, hurricanes, cyclones and tornadoes, earthquakes, volcanic eruptions, floods, droughts, and famines. We're talking about armed conflicts to which there seem to be no end such as the one in Syria. We're talking about new strains of diseases which continue to challenge the boundaries of human learning, while we still haven't learned to cure some of the major illnesses that plague today's society, such as cancer and HIV-AIDS. The quality of human life certainly seems to be deteriorating. Now, many people observing what's going on have asked the common question, what's next? But many are also asking a less common question. What's the point? What is the meaning of all this? What sense does it make, if any at all? In fact, why are we here in the first place? Ah, why are we here? Seriously, friends, have you ever stopped to think of that question? Of what we're doing on this planet in the vastness of the universe? A few years ago, I read the following passage which was an answer that an astrophysics professor gave his student one day when that student asked, why are we here? The answer was as amazing to us as it was to the class. This is what the professor said. We are here because more than 10 billion years ago, the universe borrowed energy from the vacuum to create vast amounts of matter and antimatter in nearly equal numbers. Most of it annihilated and filled the, the universe with photons. Less than one part per billion survived to form protons and neutrons, and then the hydrogen and helium that makes up most of everything there is. Some of this hydrogen and helium collapsed to make the first generation of massive stars, which produced the first batch of heavy elements in their central nuclear fires. These stars exploded and enriched the interstellar clouds that would form the next generation of stars. Finally, about five billion years ago, 
one particular cloud in one particular galaxy collapsed to form our sun and its planetary system. Life arose on the third planet based on the hydrogen, carbon, nitrogen, oxygen and other elements found in the protostellar cloud. The development of life transformed Earth's atmosphere and allowed small furry mammals to take center stage. Primitive men and women evolved and moved out of Africa to conquer the world with their knowledge of tools, language and agriculture. After raising food on the land, your ancestors, your parents, and then you consumed this food and breathed the air. Your own body is a collection of the atoms that were created billions of years earlier in the interior of stars. The fraction of a fraction of a percent of normal matter that escaped annihilation in the first microsecond of the universe. Your life and everything in the world around you is intimately tied to countless aspects of modern astrophysics. End of quote. Oh, one author commenting on this says, Scientists generally conclude that we don't have a real purpose, any more than a tree or a fish or insect has a real purpose. Friends, in the absence of God, humans are left to conclude that their only purpose is to behave as animals do, maximizing those things that they find pleasant and minimizing pain. Even those who perform acts of compassion and charity may be seen as doing so because they find it pleasurable or because they receive something in return for their actions. Well, with such an aimless, purposeless, purely random and accidental origin, why bother? We are here and we might as well make the best of it. Who cares? I'll just live my life the way I please. Well, that's one perspective. But it doesn't give much hope or meaning, does it? No, it doesn't. I think there's a much better option, and I'd love to explore that one with you. But first, let's get some music going. This one is called God's Loving Care by Sharon Raymond. Stay tuned. Some days seem dark and lonely Some days feel sad and blue When nothing goes according to the plan The things I had intended Collapse and fall right through And no one seems to care or understand But then a glimpse of sunlight A rainbow through the cloud And every flower makes a space Yes, God is still around His language is profound Reminding me of what I really know Never a day can come or go Without I know He 
Life can be far from easy And crosses we may bear How frequently they leave a painful mark The world applies its pressures And everything's unfair It's hard to find a reason in the dark But then the stars shine brighter When this world's lights are low The night sky speaks of God's eternity One view of outer space Reminds me of God's grace How wonderful that He should care for me
You're listening to Sabbath Moods on Faith FM. And our topic for today is, what's the point? As Christians, we're not looking for answers, are we? And no, we believe that we have actually found the answer to this question in the Bible. You see, if you can find out something about where we came from and how we came about, it will help us to figure out why we are here. Doesn't that make sense? So, yeah, the Bible does indeed give us the answer. Turn with me to Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 to 28. The Bible says, And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Verse 27 says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Verse 28 says, And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. In Revelation, the last book of the Bible, chapter 4, Revelation chapter 4, verse 11 says this, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Friends, when you look at a car, maybe the one that you drive, what you see is not the product of random selective forces. No. It is an intricate complexity of systems and subsystems, all working as a total package with a definite purpose. In the same way, we are the product of deliberate and intentional design. God made us. Yes, God made us and put us here for a purpose. God does not want us lacking a sense of that real purpose. And therefore, he gave us the Bible or manual. It's more than just a book of rules, friends. It explains to us where we came from and tells us where we're going and how to get there. Otherwise, what we do is spend our 50, 70, 89 years wandering around. At the end, say, there's no point to life. Life has no meaning. I'll tell you what, life does have meaning. The psalmist wrote in Psalm 8, verses 3 to 5, I quote, When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. End quote. Friends, we were deliberately made. We were created. We were handcrafted by a master creator to reflect his genius. He thought about us designed us and made us according to the specifications of that design that he came up with. We are not the products of chance. We are God's masterpiece. In fact, Ephesians 2 verse 10 tells us, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Now that word workmanship denotes a carefully crafted signature piece. That's who we are, friends. We are truly special. And it's important to know that. It is. You know, most, if not all, parents get to a point where they decide not to have any more children. That's it. And that works well for most people. 
But every now and then, there is a surprise pregnancy. Some parents uh, become so distraught when they realize that another one is on the way, totally unplanned. And while many accept it and happily go through with it, some terminate the pregnancy. While others go through with it, but it becomes a sore point in, in the life of the family. Now, I wouldn't want to be the unwanted child, would you? I'm sure that you would have a much greater appreciation for life and a much healthier sense of your worth if you knew that your parents really wanted to have you than if you knew that you were, quote-unquote, an accident. And the same is true in the spiritual realm. Those who know that God made them lovingly, carefully, and intentionally, they live life with a sense of meaning and purpose. They know that they're here not by sheer chance, but by God's own choice. Not by chance, but by choice. And that helps them to answer the all-important question, what's the point? Again, the psalmist knew that he was really very special to God, so he wrote, How precious are your thoughts concerning me, O God! How vast in number they are! If I try to count them, there would be more of them than there are grains of sand. When I wake up, I am still with you. Psalm 139, verses 17 and 18. Stay tuned. Me. 
Listening to Sabbath Moods coming from the Rockingham Seventh Day Adventist Church right here on Faith FM. My name is Pastor Erickson and I'm sharing a few thoughts on the topic What's the Point? You've just heard Wintley Phipps singing his I is on the Sparrow. Great song. Let's take an instrumental entitled I See the Love of God. And I'll be back after this piece. So stay tuned. Mm-hmm. 
Welcome back. Our topic today, what's the point? Well, I want to make a point here. It will forever be true that God made us in His image, after His own design and for His glory. And I say amen to that. But when you look around today, what you see is a far reflection from what God intended. We have written our own script and followed that script rather closely. Things continue to get worse instead of better, but we don't acknowledge that. Sometimes we even blame God. We totally miss what the Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 29. And this is what it says. Lo, this only have I found, that God hath made man upright, but they have sought out many inventions. Through those inventions, friends, we often just, we don't just deviate from God's blueprint. We also go contrary to it against the grain. Now, if you put diesel into a car's fuel tank when the engine was made to run on unleaded petrol, guess what's going to happen? Yeah, you're going to get the best performance for a long, long time, aren't you? Certainly not. Well, it's the same with life. So what does God want you to know? What's the point? If you ever have a chance, take a modern version of the Bible and read through the book of Ecclesiastes. But the last chapter is pretty reflective on the nature and outcome of our lives. And today, I want to share it with you from a modern paraphrase. Listen to what it says. Don't let the excitement of youth cause you to forget your Creator. Honor Him in your youth before you grow old and say, Life isn't pleasant anymore. Remember Him before the light of the sun, moon, and stars is dim to your old eyes and rain clouds continually darken your sky. Remember Him before your legs, the gods of your house, start to tremble, and before your shoulders, the strong men, stoop. Remember Him before your teeth, your few remaining servants, stop grinding, and before your eyes, the women looking through the windows, see dimly. Remember Him before the door to life's opportunities is closed and the sound of work fades. Now you rise at the first chirping of the birds, but then all their sounds will grow faint. Remember Him before you become fearful of falling and worry about danger in the streets, before your hair turns white like the almond tree in bloom, and you drag along without energy like a dying grasshopper, and the caperberry no longer inspires sexual desire. Remember Him before you near the grave, your everlasting home, when the mourners will weep at your funeral. Yes, remember your Creator now while you're young, before the silver cord of life snaps and the golden bowl is broken. Don't wait until the water jar is smashed at the spring and the pulley is broken at the well. For then the dust will return to the earth and the Spirit will return to God who gave it. Everything is meaningless, says the teacher completely meaningless. Keep this in mind. The teacher was considered wise, and he taught the people everything he knew. He listened carefully to many proverbs, studying and classifying them. The teacher sought to find just the right words to express truths clearly. The words of the wise are like cattle prods, painful but helpful. Their collected sayings are like a nail-studded stick with which a shepherd drives the sheep. But my child, let me give you some further advice. Be careful, for writing books is endless 
and much study wears you out. That's the whole story. Here now is my final conclusion. Fear God and obey His commands, for this is everyone's duty. God will judge us for everything we do, including every sacred thing, whether good or bad. There you have it, friends. The bottom line. All right, so let's summarize things with a couple of points to remember. Number one, we did not evolve. No, we did not. Neither did we get here by accident. We were deliberately and intentionally created by someone who is greater than us. And that someone is God. God created us as an expression of his love. He wants us to live in a harmonious relationship, first with him and then with the rest of his creation. Number two, every machine comes with a manual. Similarly, there must be a manual for our lives. Well, friends, that manual is the Bible, the Word of God. As we seek to follow the Bible, we discover meaning, purpose, and happiness in life. And what's more, what's more, we enjoy the best of both worlds, for it prepares us for this life and for the life to come. So, can I recommend to you today a more diligent study of the Word of God, the Bible? It is God's Word to you. Yeah, it's God's guidebook, God's instruction manual. He's got it all in there. Where you came from, why you are here, what you're supposed to be doing here, and where you're going. Read it. Check it out. Not just as a troubleshooting guide, but as an instruction manual. Read before you drive. You'll be happy and fulfilled if you do so. Stay tuned.
Welcome back to Sabbath Moods, friends, and uh, our topic today, what's the point? We're just about to close, and in closing, let me share with you this poem called A Wonderful Life. In spite of the fact we complain and lament, and view this old world with much discontent, deploring conditions and grumbling because there's so much injustice and so many flaws, it's a wonderful world, and it's people like you who make it that way by the things that you do. For a warm, ready smile, or a kind, thoughtful deed, or a hand outstretched in an hour of need, can change our whole outlook and make the world bright, where a minute before just nothing seemed right. It's a wonderful world, and it always will be, if we keep our eyes open and focus to see the wonderful things man is capable of when he opens his heart to God and His love. Isn't that a beautiful point? Life may sometimes seem hopeless and meaningless, especially when the things that we have held on to slip away from us. But there is meaning. There is hope. And that hope is in God. That hope can be discovered as we open our hearts to God. I invite you to do that today. I'll be back after this song entitled, Where Joy and Sorrow Meet. Stay tuned. There's a place of quiet stillness Between the light and shadows reach
Thank you, Lord, for the Bible. Thank you for its message. Life is often a mixture of joy and sorrow. And sometimes the sorrow is so great, so intense, that we feel hope slipping from our grasp. But we thank you that in your word we can discover the meaning of life, which can and which will help us to answer the big questions that we have and to help us to live fully, knowing that ultimately your plan will be fulfilled and we will live with you in your presence forever. There and then, there will be no more of the things that make life down here so harsh. Thank you, God. It'll be all a thing of the past. And we will enjoy a future of eternal love, of life, and of peace. Help us to be faithful to you today and every day of our lives. Until that time, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. For the past hour, you have been listening to Sabbath Moods, a broadcast of the Rockingham Seventh-day Adventist Church in Western Australia. The Rockingham Seventh-day Adventist Church meets every Saturday morning from 9.15 at number 21 Wanless Street in Rockingham for Bible study, fellowship, and worship. We also have a small group Bible study and prayer meeting on Wednesday evenings from 7 to 8. You're welcome to visit us whenever our doors are open. If you've been blessed by this broadcast and would like to drop us a line, then please feel free to do so. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 368, Rockingham, WA 6168. You can also visit our website, rockingham.adventist.org.au, or you can find us on Facebook. You can also leave a message on telephone number 0476-416-740. I'm glad that you were able to tune in today and I invite you to catch the broadcast next Friday afternoon at this same time right here on Faith FM. Until then, this is Pastor Erickson on behalf of the Rockingham Seventh-day Adventist Church saying, May God bless you and keep you. Take care and bye-bye.